Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank podcast. We love God, love people, and love our city. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org. Hello, saints. Welcome to Church Online at Every Nation Rosebank. We're delighted to be with you today. I want you to know your pastors really care about you. They've been concerned talking about the stress that's in the homes of the people in our church. And today my wife and I were asked to address some simple ways to deal with stress under COVID. Welcome. Blame is a normal human reaction when things go wrong. If you are inclined to blame that this is a season you're gonna find it's easy to blame, Do you know where that attitude comes from? It started with Adam. Adam, when paradise was going a shambles, Adam looked around and said, you know what? The problem, it's the woman God gave me. When Eve heard that, she said, well, no, it's it's the snake. You know, the snake is the problem. And, And who made the snake? When COVID hit the world, President Trump of the U.S. said, it's China. It's China's fault. Everybody's looking for somebody to blame. Today, I hope we're going to teach you that blaming is not a useful strategy for dealing with stress. Now, listen, congratulations. We've all survived two-thirds, almost three-quarters of a year under COVID. The experts say, good news, this is more than half over. So, yes, (laughs) the end is probably in sight, but we want to finish well a season of crisis. And that's what we want to talk to you about today. There's a Bantu saying that God made the world round so that we wouldn't see too far ahead and be discouraged and lose heart. Mm. I'm trusting that we're going to do very well in these last months, God willing, of COVID. Positive people at the beginning of COVID said, this is no problem. I'm going to write. I'm going to cook. I'm going to exercise even more. I'm going to go on a diet. That didn't really work for many people. I'm going to uh, work on my relationships. But you know what we discovered? Lockdown is not actually an extended holiday. Divorce rates have not clearly increased, but relational stress has absolutely increased. Some countries in the world won't do divorces under COVID. Can you imagine? Because they say it's a non-essential service. Here's what we do know. COVID is not panning out to be a second honeymoon. COVID's a problem. Social distancing may save lives, but it leaves people feeling isolated, lonely, increasing stress, fear, and anxiety. A pandemic has people anxious about their health and the health of their loved ones. It, ca- it causes changes in the way we eat and sleep in those patterns. It also leaves us not being able to concentrate well. Fear worsens health problems and mental conditions. Fear increases substance abuse. Fear increases abuse in the family, within families. Statistics around the world show that the worst cases of relational stress and fear are in families with financial hardships. In South Africa, surveys have shown that about 20% of South Africans are not concerned 
much or at all about COVID and its ramifications. But guess what? About 60% are very concerned. Another 20%, about 19% are frightened about what's happening under COVID. So just be aware, even I hope you are in the first 20% that are quite chilled under crisis. But just remember, 80% of the country is, uh, is, is in crisis, is in panic over what's happening in our nation. Be kind to those people. There is a biblical word for what's happening right now. It, the biblical word is easy to remember. It's just four letters, fear. Fear, which is, yeah, that's a biblical concept, but how do you deal with fear biblically? Years ago, when I was newly married, my brother, Bob, had a, uh, was involved in a chemical explosion where he worked, burned over 60% of his body. Um, when I heard the news, I was completely panicked. I happened to be going to visit my fiance at that moment, and I said, yeah, he's, 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 he's hurt so badly, and he might die, and I should get a plane, and you know, I'm going to call his wife, but first I'm going to call my parents, and, and, and uh, Caroline just said, yeah, okay, uh, let's just stop and pray. I said, yeah, yeah, let's pray for Bob. And she said, no, no, let's pray for you because you don't have a sound mind right now. And until you have a sound mind, you don't know what's right and what you should be doing. <sighs> Thank God for godly spouses because they can direct us <laughs> in the right way, biblically, to deal with crises when they come. I want to remind you that in 2 Timothy 1 through 7, it says, For the Spirit of God does not, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and a sound mind. We need sound minds to deal with crises. Proverbs 16:20 said, Blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. We want you to be blessed too. You know, this, uh, the phrase fear not appears in Scripture. 365 times. Now, that cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> Surely, we, there's a scripture for every day of the year of how to deal and how not to deal. Fear not. Fear not is not an interjection. It's not, wow, or oh. It's fear not. It's a command. Stop it or be calm. <laughs> be calm and deal with your current crisis. I wanted to tell you about a survey that was done in Denmark a few years ago. Uh, a team of researchers wanted to study post-traumatic stress disorder in Danish soldiers, and they found something interesting that what had an even greater effect was pre-traumatic stress disorder. Some soldiers were so frightened of what could happen that they were rehearsing not how they should, you know, should uh, enact their training, but they were rehearsing how bad it could be. What if I die? What if I'm badly injured? What if my friends are? And guess what? They discovered that 46% of Danish soldiers were hampered by pre-traumatic stress disorder. They were confused. They were unable to remember their training. Even though they had been trained exactly what to do, they couldn't remember it when the stress came. And that is exactly, by the way, what happens with Christians. A moment of stress comes and we forget the obvious things. Philippians uh, 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, in prayer, in petition, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. 
and the peace of God will guard your heart and your thoughts. Brothers and sisters, that is training. That's what we have to remember when we are under seasons of stress. COVID is a test is a test that will determine whether you really believe this. I can remember another time there was a test for me. It will, I am a child of divorce. For four generations in one of my family lines, there has been divorce. When I was a new Christian, I was concerned about this. And my discipler said, it's a curse. We need to pray and rebuke that curse and, and deal with it. And we did. But there was a time of testing coming. It was early in our marriage. And we had Johnny already. And there was a time where David and I were very, uh, were fighting and disagreeing. And there was a lot of tension and stress in our marriage, possibly also because we had a new new ch child or toddler at that time. And it, it was a big adjustment. But there was a season where I began to get afraid. I was afraid. I, a fear filled my heart. And I was wondering, are we going to get divorced? No, no. And um, David, thankfully, came and said, let's go talk to our pastors. And when we did, there were two things that our pastors showed us. One, they reminded us that we had both heard from the Lord that we were to marry each other. Both of us knew that we knew that we knew that we were to marry each other. We're very different, but we knew that and we were excited for that. And secondly, they reminded us that there is a devil who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and that he was wreaking havoc in our marriage because he knows, he knows not the plans of the Lord, but he knows that he hates marriage. And he was trying to still kill and destroy. And he tried to destroy our marriage. Our pastors asked us, are you reading your Bible? Are you standing on the word of God? And I was convicted. I was not. I'm, I find it difficult, or I did then, to read my Bible. And I took the rebuke of the Lord and repented and began to live by faith in the area of marriage because we knew that God had great plans for us to prosper us and to bless us, to use our family to be a testimony to the world and to change the world and bring the kingdom of God on earth. I had to learn to read my Bible. Some other things that help are that I learned to blame, like in this situation, I needed to blame, uh, like in this present situation with COVID, you need to blame COVID if you're having a stressful time in your relationship. Not your spouse, not your children, but blame the situation, the storm. Name it just the way it is. Don't blame each other. I also had to remember my vows, I promised before God, my pastor, our family and friends, that I would love David, even w for better or for worse. Now, worse was coming. This was a worse situation. But I promised to love him. And whether I understood it completely or just theoretically, worse had come. 
and has come at different times in our marriage. And I needed to realize it and to stand and fight. If worse has come to you, if this season of COVID has been a stress where it's brought out the worst in you, then you need to stand on the word of God and deal with it. Other things that are helpful is to understand that your expectations of your spouse have to be less during a storm. We have to go into survival mode. We have to learn to table things for later to deal with in the future and to make our relationships light till we're through this storm. Other things to do are to remember that we each are different in the num- in the amount of privacy and alone time that we get. Yes. Some require a lot of privacy mm-hmm. if, to be refurbished, to be uh, re-energized. Some, some require little and need more people interactions. It, we need to understand one another and our children. What are their needs? And we need to help everyone get the needs that they are. Be creative. If you don't have a large house where you can have certain rooms for different people for different times, then be creative. Go on walks. Do things at the park. Find different spaces that you can uh, reserve for times like that. Another thing is to remember that everybody deals with, has different coping mechanisms. Some want to watch in a crisis like this, everything that comes out in the media about COVID-19, that helps them feel like they're in control, that they understand the situation. For some others, like me, too much information, it just is anxiety producing. And I'd rather leave it at arm's length. But we need to understand each other and what our temperaments are like and what our personalities are like. And even though different coping styles make one or both of you feel unsupported, we need to communicate about that. Okay? Another thing is old issues will come out. Who's doing too many dishes and who's helping with the homework and and is anybody, who's taking care of the kids now and all the different old issues that can raise their heads up in a season of storm. Peace is worth more than getting, than battling through in seasons of stress. Well done, baby. Um, in a very practical way, some of the other things that we can do, I hope you've caught this already, you've got to take time to memorize some scriptures. Now listen, you may not be a person that knows, you know, a hundred scriptures, but you know, you at least need to know four that put you in peace and rest every day of the week. Things that are on the tip of your tongue, on the tip of your fingers, you're going to pull them out easily all the time. You know, some of my favorite ones, Romans 8.18, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Oh my goodness, that covers almost anything that comes up. Remember that scripture. Remember men, 1 Peter 3, 7, um, that if uh, you, you must live with your wife in an understanding way so that your prayers may not be hindered. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to someone who said, you know, it's like God doesn't listen to me anymore. It's like, you know, my, my work doesn't work. You know, I, I can't seem to progress. I can't advance. I'm not even sure I can keep my job. And I often, at that moment, will ask the husband, 
Um, do you feel like you're living with your wife in an, in an understanding way? Because that's a requirement if you want your prayers to be heard. A few scriptures, the one I mentioned earlier, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Um, if you know, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, in prayer, in petition, with thanksgiving. Do it when you approach God. Do it with thanksgiving. It's tempting to say, God, this is a problem. You've got to hear me. <laughs> That's not a thankful heart. God, you've been great to me. I have a great life. You know, I have salvation. You know, I have an incredible family. Lord, I just need help. Help me with this situation. Please deal with this, Lord. Petition, prayer, with thanksgiving. And does God say yes and I'll answer your prayer immediately then? No. He just says, the peace of God then will guard your heart and your thoughts. Whew. Have a few scriptures on the tip of your tongue that'll get you through every day. Some other very practical things. Uh, you must learn, um, men and women, <laughs> to play. Yes, you must learn to play. Now, just a couple years ago, after being a lifetime person who said, I just don't like board games, you know, I, I realized that my family was often sitting around the table playing games and I wasn't a part of it. So, you know, the first thing I did was I learned to play cards. <laughs> it was a great thing because you know what? Now at any day of the week, I may look at Caroline and say, so before dinner, you know, can I beat you in a round of cards? And... <laughs> <laughs> and we can laugh and we can have a good time. Um, Bananagrams, by the way, is an incredible game. If you don't have it, you must get it. It's like, a, you might say, oh, I like Scrabble, but it's way too long. This is like Scrabble, but it's very short. Um, 30 Seconds, by the way, is a great South African game, and I urge you to buy it for Christmas, okay? Um, it's available anywhere in South Africa. Learn to play. Take time to learn to play. Be creative. Now, many of you have already in this COVID season said, yeah, I'm going to write more. I'm going to cook more. Find the things that are going to energize you and say, I'm just going to do it. I know I've got so much work to do. We all always have so much work to do. Have you ever wanted to paint? Paint. I painted a painting last year. Can you imagine? I've never painted a painting in my life. A simple ocean scene. And, uh, and it was easy and it was fun and my mind drifted away into peaceful places when I was doing it. Be creative. It really helps. Take time to, f to find your creative juices. When you play, <laughs> don't forget your, everybody in your household, especially the kids if you have kids. Uh, I was recently uh, watched while my son, Zach Webb, and his, uh, his wife, Jesse Smith Webb, and other family members, Gene and Tyler and Yonda and Abby and Gabriel, ran around our yard furiously playing touches for about 45 minutes till they were all screaming with laughter and exhaustion lying on the ground. And I was, you know, playing the manly role. I stood on the sidelines and said, well done, good job, get them. And, uh, and that was my role. It was an important role, and I played it well. <laughs> My wife, of course, joined in. Um, don't be afraid to stop and run around and be childlike. It'll really help your soul. 
We read an interesting article this week about excuse yes about ten hugs and ha ten reasons why hugs are essential. Four hugs a day is for survival. Eight hugs a day is maintenance, and twelve hugs a day is for growth. So during this COVID season, we're not to hug people or like we used to. South Africans to me, even at high school, are so good about hugging their friends and expressing that. And there's a reason for it. There are 10 reasons why that is so helpful. It builds your sense of trust and safety. And a real bear hug where you really get a good squeeze. Those things increase your serotonin levels that help increase your mood, elevates your mood and create happiness. It increases your oxytocin levels that help you to feel, to get rid of those feelings of loneliness and isolation and anger. It strengthens your immune system equalizing the white blood cells it boosts your self-esteem and it even gives you increases your ability to self-love these are important reasons why hugs can do so much find someone in a close relationship that you can get what you need to maintain or to grow in your body in a healthy way find someone to get those hugs from each day one of my favorite scriptures I want to read with you, it's 1 Corinthians 13. It's a very familiar scripture, but it talks so much about what we're talking about today. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy, and it doesn't boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, getting only what you want. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Sometimes, often for me, I need to remember how God describes love, how the Bible describes love. It's very different from the world. The world's idea of love is very self-seeking, self-satisfying, but not God's idea. Learn to love 
in ways that God has shown you that are weaknesses because love is important to show to your spouse, to your children, to the close relationships he's given you, and even to the community around us. Can I recap on a couple of points? You need to blame COVID, not your family, not your boss. It's a stressful season. Can I remind you to always have some scriptures and the tip of your tongue, scriptures that you know are going to calm you down in the right moments, help you deal with stress. See, saints, our, our desire for you, our prayer for you today is that you would have the spirit of Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. It seems like I lack a lot because I don't know how to make the car payment. I don't know if we're going to get kicked out of our house. But the Lord sa- the, the scripture says, I lack nothing. I have everything I need for life and godliness. I have everything I need in the way of food. That's a promise of scripture. My children will never beg for bread. That's a promise of scripture. Clothing, covering is, is available to me at all times. So the important things I have, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, <sighs> peaceful places, restful places. He leads me beside quiet waters, quiet waters, not the rushing waters, not the waters of the world that are screaming around you and wanting to drown you. <laughs> quiet waters, peaceful place, a nurturing place. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. He is always on the job because he does it for his namesake as well as to bless you. He does it because he doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to be a glorious sign in the heavens of how good the Lord God is. He guides you in right paths for his namesake. So even though I walk through the darkest valley... Even though I walk through valleys of COVID, even though I, my, I walk through valleys of, you know, um, ill health from COVID in me or others, even the death of some loved ones, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Hmm. You are with me, Lord God. The one who cares about me and for me is with me. He hasn't forgotten me. He hasn't left me to dangle in the wind. He's with me. I want you to have that attitude every hour of every day. I want you to remember your training. I want you to remember as Christians that, yes, God is for us, and therefore nobody and nothing can be against us. I want you to remember that if you'll lay your petitions before him, your request before him with thanksgiving, that he'll guard your heart and your mind. I want you to remember that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I want you to remember those things because this is our training to know the scriptures and how they apply to us. You know what? Another word for training might be is simply discipline. 
we must discipline ourselves to remember the word of God. And when we discipline ourselves, you know who, who disciplines themselves? Disciples. Disciples. We're called to be disciples. We can be disciples in stressful seasons. We can give glory to God in stressful seasons. Saints, God bless you. We pray you have a spectacular week that you will be filled up with all the grace you need for whatever you're facing this week. Don't forget, counseling is available to all our members, uh, including our members of Church Online. So don't forget to call the church office when you need to. God bless you. God bless you and fight that good fight of faith. <laughs>